Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. As we've discussed, authority can be defined as delegated power, and its strength depends on the force behind the enforcer. We've been granted both authority and power by Christ to act on his behalf, and we merely enforce what Christ has already won in the Spirit as an occupying army on this earth. Any authority that isn't enforced, however, is equivalent to no authority at all. Every man and woman has authority the moment they're born again into Christ Jesus, and it has nothing to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They have authority even if they have no knowledge of it, but with knowledge comes the belief that we may enforce that which has been granted to us. As members of God's heavenly throne room and seated with Christ Jesus, as I have discussed with you in previous broadcasts, we utilize the name that is above every name, and that name is Jesus. However, I will add that there is a greater measure of dunamis power available to those who are willing to be baptized with God's Spirit, and Acts 1.8 makes this very clear, and I'll discuss this at a later time. For every believer, however, the Scripture makes it clear in Ephesians 1.19, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us, word, who believe according to the working of His mighty power. Friend, what an awesome power we have in our possession as believers in Christ Jesus. Now, in Romans chapter 6, it outlines death to sin, that we are in fact crucified with Christ. Romans 6 also discusses the power of sin being broken over us, and that we are now the righteousness of God. And some Christians might go as far as to believe that. But very few Christians have entered the throne room, as I've said. And the fact that we're ascended with Christ today, a partaker of his authority and a joint heir with him. When Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father is when the formal assumption of that authority took place to the church. However, even fewer Christians understand that there is an anticipation of a future government with Christ when we will rule and reign with him in the millennial reign. It speaks about this in Revelation chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. And it says, And he that overcomes and keeps my words unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, as I received of my Father. I've said it. We sit with Christ in heavenly places, and we choose to be overcomers in this life. Not when we die and go to heaven, no. We partake of the authority that throne represents today. But there's also a promise to the overcomer of ruling nations in the millennial reign. And to be honest, this is hard for us to perceive, but it's true nonetheless. We often do not see ourselves as Christ sees us. We're destined to rule with him in the ages to come, but sometimes we struggle to pay the rent. The chasm between who we think we are and how Christ sees us can only be traversed through meditating upon God's word. So we begin seeing through Christ's eyes instead of our own. Now, going back to authority, we exercise it to the extent of our spiritual apprehension. If we don't have knowledge of our authority over principalities, powers and thrones, etc., then we're as good as never having authority in the first place. 
Now, few people realize that these principalities and powers that exist in the supernatural realm were not created evil in the first place, but they became that way. Let's read Colossians 1.16. For by him, God, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Notice that God himself created the dominions, principalities, powers, etc. But later on in Ephesians 6, 12, the Apostle Paul talks about us, the church, wrestling against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, etc. So how do we explain this apparent contradiction in the New Testament? If God created all things for his good pleasure, and that includes principalities, powers, rulers, and dominions, and saw that they were good, then why is the Apostle Paul saying we are wrestling against these powers today? Why? Because sometime in the distant past, one-third of the angels decided to rebel against God, led by Lucifer in Revelation 12.4. Consequently, the very angels that were assigned to watch over the nations as protectors chose to oppose them instead. Thank God there is still a majority of angels working for good, two-thirds in fact. The two primary examples of these evil ruling principalities over nations would be the Prince of Persia mentioned in Daniel 10.13 and the Prince of Greece mentioned in Daniel 10.20. These ruling powers oppose Daniel in the supernatural realm and oppose Daniel's prayers from being answered. So where does it say in scripture that these ruling powers and principalities were assigned to watch over nations? I'm glad you asked. It says that in Deuteronomy 32 verses 8 through 9 and I'm reading from the ESV. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. The term sons of God is a controversial one in some theological circles. It's mentioned five times in the Old Testament within the authorized version and is never once used for man in the Old Testament, but angels only. I will get into this in more detail in another broadcast. But the bottom line is this, friend. Some learned scholars believe the very angels that were assigned to watch over and protect the nations of the earth and Israel later corrupted the people into idol worship. Psalm 82 also mentions the divine counsel of gods, or Elohim, who watch over mankind. If you recall in Deuteronomy chapter 4, 19 through 20, through Moses, God warned his own people not to worship the host of heaven. Unfortunately, the false gods that Israel ended up worshipping were the very hosts of heaven that God warned them about, and came under the monikers of Baal, Ashtaroth, Dagon, Tammuz, Bel, Kamosh, and Moloch. These entities are real and exist in the supernatural realm. Remember, the Apostle Paul said, whenever people worship idols, they're in reality worshiping devils behind the idol. 1 Corinthians 10.20 says, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the devil's table. Remember, God does not create evil, friend. Evil is the absence of good. If something is found in an evil state, it had to be corrupted to become that way. And it's the same for angels. If you saw a brown paper bag with holes in it, you'd have enough sense to realize that it wasn't created that way. You can't create holes. The holes are merely the absence of the brown bag. In the same way, the angels that God created were good in their original state, but later became corrupted to serve evil. And Lucifer, with his accompanying fallen angels are the most notorious example of this. 
Remember it says in Revelation 11:15, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. This verse is a future verse. It is not now. The kingdoms of this world are not fully under the possession of Christ right now. If they were, there would be no more genocide, no more pandemics, no more totalitarianism, no more technocracy, and the things that oppose Christ. This kingdom transfer will not occur until the millennial reign of Christ. There will come a time when the saints, that's us, will possess the kingdom of God in its fullness. And then, finally, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord. Those kingdoms that oppose Christ today comprise of these fallen angels who also oppose the church. It is crucial that you know God created these positions of authority for good, not evil. It is only when a third of the angels fell that these malicious entities now occupy the authorities that God intended for good. Colossians 2 verses 12 through 15 says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Friend, the Father stripped the authority of Satan's rulership over the saints and transferred it to his Son. This is the show spoken of here. Satan's power is stripped for the Christian. He can only work through ignorance and unbelief. He was made a show of openly. He was defeated in front of everybody. This was a demonstration of authority transfer. Friend, the church is the body of Christ, and it takes its orders from the head, which is Christ himself. And therefore, we have authority in the spiritual realm and over these fallen principalities and powers. As far as a Christian is concerned, Satan and his cohorts are powerless to us. The only authority they have is what we allow them or give place to them or give opportunities to be devoured through the workings of the flesh. This may seem like a stern or tough statement, but it's true. We are told to resist the devil, to be sober, to be vigilant, to put on the whole armor of God. And there's a reason we instructed to do so. There are no redundant scriptures in the word of God, friend. Everything is there for a reason for us believers. The word believe is an Anglo-Saxon word that consists of two parts. It's comprised of be and lefan. Be means to live or exist and lefan conveys the thought of accordance. In a nutshell, believe means to live in accordance with. Its root leads us to action. The belief is dead if we are not living it, friend, and consequently authority is therefore dead if we're not practicing it. Friend, the cosmic war of ages between good and evil has waged from antiquity through to modernity and it is still being waged today. I challenge you to be on the side of good and not evil, to receive Christ and be born of incorruptible seed, to be positioned in a place of godly authority and enforce what Christ has won for you. I want to remind you today that you're not a servant of sin, but a servant of the Son, namely the Son of God. The principalities, powers, and rulers of the air can only manipulate the minds of men. That is the battlefield. The mind is the battlefield. Because they have no power in and of themselves, all they can do is make suggestions, and we take the bait in our thought life. 
I hope you weren't too freaked out today by some of the discussions, friend. I brought a lot of meat because I wanted to share with you the source of some of the conflicts that man has encountered through the ages and the deception that these fallen entities have placed upon man to try and get man to worship them. We can only see with our naked eye, but all around us there are x-rays, microwaves, radio waves, ultraviolet light and infrared light in the electromagnetic spectrum. Just because we can't see something with our naked eyes doesn't mean it doesn't exist. In the same way, all man has seen down the ages with his naked eyes are the manifestations of evil in the natural realm. But the conflict began in the supernatural realm firstly, and man is merely witness to the consequences of evil rather than the source of it. These principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness have even appeared as strange lights in the sky in order to deceive man. So be very careful what you believe regarding unknown phenomena that resides within the jurisdiction of the prince of the power of the air. If there's any deceptive area where Satan tries to deceive man, we're going to talk about it. That includes the sons of God. That includes false cults. That includes strange objects in the sky and potentially the source of them. Friend, the youth in particular are enticed by the supernatural. They're leaving church by the droves because they've not been taught the meat of the word. And we're going to confront that. We're going to expose the works of darkness. And in the coming weeks, I will discuss several topics that might surprise you, friend. But they're the same questions I've asked myself down the years. And I want to shed some light on them for your benefit also. So thanks for listening. Friend, Christ is returning very soon. It's not a time to be on the fence. It's time to pick a side. You need to choose today whom you will serve, my friend. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 